the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Thank you, sir, and a pleasant good afternoon to you. We are here on the 14th of March. Is it tomorrow, the Ides of March, right? Yeah, 15th. And uh, on this Thursday edition of Lifeline... Good to have you with us. Craig Roberts keeping you company as we do each Monday through Friday from 5 till 7 p.m. Addressing issues that impact your life and your world. Coming up a little bit later on in tonight's program, noted author Dr. David Horowitz joins us. Did I make him a doctor? He's not actually a doctor, I, I believe. Maybe he's got an honorary title. David Horowitz, as you know, certainly the uh, founder and chairman of David Horowitz Freedom Center and Front Page Mag. We're going to talk about a new book that he's just released entitled Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. And he'll get with us a little bit later on in this hour. Hour number two tonight, Brian Johnston, Western Regional Director with the National Right to Life Committee, drops by for a bit of a visit and an update. And, of course, we've got Michael Bennett hanging out in the KFAX Traffic Center, so keep you on top of all the traffic news on your way home this Thursday afternoon. Cheating on tests. Boy, <laughs> yeah, I'm reading some of these stories here late, and I thought, you know, we, we kind of perfected that as kids, didn't we, right? Whether you kind of rolled them up and wrote them in real fine print on a piece of paper and roll it up and slipped it into your sleeve so you could re- refer to your uh, cheat sheet or maybe copied some answers down in your hand or craned your neck over to look at the test paper of the student next to you. We've all done it, invented perhaps by high schoolers to be sure, but when discovered... At least in my generation, uh, typically you were punished by parents with a tongue lashing of something like, that's dishonest. Uh, Today, apparently, they would not say, that's dishonest. They'd say, hey, what a great idea. Wow. Hollywood A-listers plus 48 others, and it will probably be a growing list, mostly influential and wealthy, engaged in what has been called by prosecutors as a large-scale, elaborate fraud to rig the admission system at such prestigious schools as Yale, USC, UCLA, Georgetown, and wait for it, even our own Bay Area's Stanford University. The implications of this, of course, are are frightening, and we're going to get a look to what all of this means. We are joined now by the senior editor of The Stream, John Schmirak, former press secretary to Louisiana Governor Mike Foster. He's also a reporter and editor at Success Magazine and Investors Business Daily. Dr. Schmirak's most recent book, The Race to Save Our Century. And, Doctor, great to have you on the program. 
Thanks. Actually, my most recent book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration. Oh, my so goodness. i gotta, I got to get an update here. We'll have to get you on to talk about that book, John. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's, well, uh, we'll make a date to do that. But let's, let's spend a moment talking about this. Uh, you know, when this story first broke, I thought, well, this is kind of a non-starter. So somebody tried to rig the system to get benefits for their kids. All right, there's nothing new to that. But then you begin to realize the breadth and depth and the scope of all of this. I mean, for example... In one case, a $400,000 bribe to Yale's women's soccer coach on behalf of a student who doesn't even play soccer. Um, I guess the word shameless is a big part of this equation, isn't it? Yeah, well, the whole American elite, shamelessness and, and gall, infinite gall and chutzpah, are the words to describe them. I've got a piece at stream.org called Bribe College, college Admissions Officers. My parents wouldn't pay for driver's ed, <laughs> uh, which is true. My mo- the, I'm from New York City, and my mother considered uh, driver's ed to be a waste of money. She said, "You, why don't you just take the subway? <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, and, I, and I went to Yale. I didn't even take an SAT prep course. <laughs> so anyway, I tell the funny story of how, how I got in in that piece. But, um, you know, there's a big difference between giving money to the college to, like, buy a building and hoping that they will let your kids, your grandkids, into the building, into the, into the school. Between that and bribing a coach, okay, first of all, one benefits the school and provides financial aid for people like me. My dad was a doorman. I went to Yale. When I went there, my father, we were, my family was getting food stamps. I got to go there, you know, virtually free because we were broke, and that was a great thing. If people want to donate to the school... I think it's fine for the school to admit legacies whose, whose parents and grandparents went there because it helps create kind of a, a heritage of people who look out for the school and they benefit from the school. Um, T.F. Eliot praised that in, in his book, The Idea of a Christian Society, uh, uh, Christianity and Culture. He praised the idea of hereditary elites, but they were real elites, like the Bush family. They volunteered for the military in wartime. They were civic-minded. They gave a lot of money away. The old money elites in America actually were kind of civic-minded, and I think it was good, and it's still good, if colleges admit legacies like that. But the new ruling class in America, the Felicity Huffmans and the, the Alec Baldwins, the, the people who, get, who, get, who, who make money while being leftists, who benefit from capitalism while embracing socialism uh, and consider themselves entitled they want the best of the best of both worlds. They want to act like a hereditary elite, like the old Bush family. Uh, they want to be treated like that, but they want to act like spoiled, selfish, narcissistic individualists. They want to they want to receive privilege and pretend that they're for the underprivileged. They want to censor opposing ideas, but be called liberals. They basically want to be treated like aristocrats but pretend that it's a meritocracy. And I think this is what ultimately, at the end of the day, is is really getting under the craw of so many people. It's not that we would stand back and say, "Well, they're they're working the system." Listen, uh, you know, I I think all of us would look, for example, at your own life circumstances and say, "Well, you know, if if there was a way in which you kind of got a leg up, uh, got a little help uh, in order to be able to have an opportunity, have a shot at a really superior university or college education that otherwise would not be." 
accessible to you. You know, that that's kind of American exceptionalism. But then there's pulling one over. And that's what this really is. And 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 doing so in such a fashion that, as you say, uh, they, they are normally so critical of this system at every level, and yet they're not at all apparently uh, remiss from gaming the system if it's ultimately going to be to their own benefit. And, you know, you look at this and think, my goodness, and these parents are raising the next generation of leaders what kind of values are these kids being taught if it's not just a matter of mommy and daddy writing a check to, as you say, you know, build a new science wing and hope that that's going to curry favor with the administration once your child's uh, name comes up for uh, the next round of, of, of entrance exams, but but rather, I mean, literally manipulating the system at the point where they were even apparently sending substitutes in to take SAT class or SAT tests. I mean, this is a little bit over the top, John. Right. Well, what it's doing is exposing that our so-called meritocracy is nothing of the kind. And it, it reminds me of those left-wing politicians who want forced busing in public schools. They, they don't want vouchers or tax credits for, for parochial religious schools. And they send their kids to expensive private schools. Their kids never see the inside of an, an ethnically diverse public school. Um, or, the same, or the politicians who want to ban guns and have security details with guns protecting them. Yeah, that, that was you know the hypocrisy of Diane Feinstein, who wants to outlaw guns at every level, and that she has a uh, you know concealed uh, carry permit. <laughs> you know, it just it shows you the duplicitness of the way they act and behave. And, and I guess at a level, and we'll talk about this after the break, at a level, this is sort of a mentality of entitlement at its very worst. I mean, that's a number that typically is very politically charged, or a word, rather, that's very politically charged. And a lot of us have our own opinions when we talk about others or classes of people that tend to want to or act as if they are entitled to something. But boy, uh, talk about this. I mean, this is not just favor to get in. This is this is working the system in a very dilatorious fashion that at the end of the day, um, the very system that they criticize is the very one that they're trying to manipulate. We're going to take a time out. We're going to come back to more of our conversation. We're joined today by the editor of The Stream, former press secretary to Louisiana Governor Mike Foster, reporter and editor at Success Magazine, as well as the Investor's Business Daily, Dr. John Schmirak. With us this time out, back with more of our conversation. But right now, let's get you updated on some traffic here. 516 on the clock as we say good afternoon to Michael Bennett. Hey, Michael, how are we doing out there? And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. You know, much of this reminds me of a great scene in the film Casablanca. Um, and, and there is a scene where uh, basically upon the orders of um, the, the, the major, the big shot Nazi that rolls into town, uh, he demands that Cafe Americano, Rick's Cafe, be closed down. And the uh, the local captain, Captain Renault, played by Claude Rain, says, well, what do I do? I may have to come up with an excuse. He says, let's come up with anything. So he walks into the area of the uh, cafe where the gambling is going on and announces he's shocked, shocked to find out gambling is happening in this establishment. And as he 
he's announcing the closure of Rick's Cafe. Uh, one, one of the maitre d's walks up with his winnings. And, you know, it's like this is the same sort of duplicitness as we're discussing with Dr. John Schmirak, the senior editor of The Stream, in relationship to what's happening right now with sort of the unraveling of this um, major scandal taking place. This is much more than simply um, money to build a wing, to get access to a university that hopefully your children will get a shot at it. This is this is sort of, a, what do you call this, affirmative action for the very wealthy? <laughs> John, what do we call this? It's just plain corruption. And and I love that, that the people doing it, some of them were outspoken leftists. Like Felicity Huffman was bashing Donald Trump in the most brutal terms. And here, here she is, uh, you know, corrupting the educational process. I think we need to we, we, we need to see is the emperor has no clothes. These elite schools are not in fact elite anymore. Um, they're, they're, the educational experience they provide is not that great. I, I edited a guide to American colleges for 10 years. Oh yes. And once they got rid of the core curricula that used to make sure everyone had a well-grounded liberal arts education, um, now it's people uh, credentializing their hobbies, becoming social justice warriors, going $150,000 into debt. Um, I strongly encourage parents, uh, uh, homeschool your kids for high school if you can, and give them a solid liberal arts education there. And if they can, go for a trade, like electrician, plumber, repairman, something that, that's actually useful to society, strongly consider whether college is absolutely necessary. And if you determine it is, go to your local community college, knock out two years, and then go to an in-state a school on in-state tuition where you can live at home. Get, treat college like a colonoscopy. Get it over as quickly, cheaply, and painlessly as possible. What is your sense in terms of... Um just how big this might get. I mean, we've already seen it snowball. More schools are being added to to this list. Uh, I mean, again, at a level, I suppose we shouldn't be at all surprised that this has been going on, as I suggested in my, my remarks about Casablanca. And yet the reality is uh, this, this is pretty significant. There's a lot of big names involved in here, a lot of big name schools, which to me, you know, it, it does such utter damage to the reputation of these schools. And at the end of the day, you have to say, you know, if if the teachers and instructors, um, and uh, as well as certainly the, the the parents are willing to stoop this low, what are we teaching our kids? What kind of an example are we setting for the next generation? Yeah, I'm actually kind of delighted that this happened because these schools are coasting on reputations that are largely unearned, and people go there to get prestigious degrees in the hope that they'll get prestigious jobs, and none of it has to do with with their grades or their or their none of it predicts their job performance so um, I hope the scandal continues to unfold because I think the education bubble has to pop that that higher education is as ridiculous a bubble as the real estate bubble was in 2007 and uh, it, it's about time that these intolerant politically correct censorship obsessed uh, schools that don't allow free speech that close down conservative student newspapers or ban Christian students groups. It's, it's about time that they were taken down to, to size. 
What do you think is going to be happening here? I mean, in terms of, of repercussions, uh, certainly for the parents, uh, we've already seen uh, two of the big names, Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin, uh face charges, and uh, there's no doubt that this will continue to snowball. But what about for the schools? How do they how do they manage to even recollect their, their reputations, and shouldn't there be some sort of repercussions at their end as well? I think what they'll do is double down on being politic- politically leftist and denouncing the president and maybe give some more scholarships for minorities from inner cities. Um, I, I, I think they're going to do like, uh, do you remember when Harvey Weinstein was finally exposed for being a serial predator? He did a press conference where he promised to fight the NRA. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be the response. You know, you're going to see more gun-free zones and uh, more... lesbian, transgender sports programs. Uh, These people are incapable of learning from experience because they're closed in a bubble of ideology. So they'll essentially try to uh, change the topic, deflect, and hope that this thing uh, passes over them. Is this this entitlement at its worst? Uh, It is. It is. Uh, (laughs) the, the The arrogance of leftist ideologues who don't walk the talk, who live a sheltered, protected existence while denouncing blue-collar white people and evangelical Christians who are just trying to get by. Um, I I do want to see these people get their comeuppance, and I hope that the the reputation of higher education takes a big hit from this, and I would like to see federal funding pulled away from all these colleges, and uh, that would bring tuition down. We, we need we need these schools need to stop spending half their budget on climbing walls and dor- luxurious dormitories and diversity consultants and uh, speech code enforcers. I mean, they're so far away from their educational missions. Um, I, 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 this couldn't happen to a nicer sector of society. Yeah, or, or sitting there on $100 million endowments, just continuing to, to grow like fat cats and never saying, gee, maybe some of that money should go into schools and programs so that we can make tuition a little bit easier for the students and the parents of the students who would like to offer their kids a quality education. Speaking of the kids yeah. here, final question for you uh, this afternoon, John. What do you think ought to be the repercussions for the kids here? I mean, clearly, if they've got a degree that has largely been gained through uh, this gaming of the system, uh, you know, for example, sending a substitute in to take the SAT scores on your behalf, well, well, clearly then uh, any, any academic um, benefit that they've received ought to be pulled from them. But, but overall, do you, do you punish the kids for the parents' mistakes here? I wouldn't punish the kids. What I would like to see is an end to grade inflation. The problem is, once you get into one of these fancy schools, it's almost impossible to flunk out. Like, especially at Yale. Once they let you in, you can have a nervous breakdown, you can become have a drug problem, you can get terrible grades, uh, earn terrible grades, but you'll probably never get anything lower than a C-. minus. Most students get B-pluses and A-minuses for most papers at Harvard, research showed. I wow. wish that the schools demanded more of the students so that kids who took the SATs and cheated their way in would flunk out. The sad thing is, if you cheated your way into these schools, you wouldn't flunk out, even if you didn't have the SAT scores to get in. So really, it's just a, the SATs are, SATs are a glorified IQ test, and, and if you're good enough to get into Harvard, nobody really even asks your grades. I went to Yale. 
I applied, you know, I've gone to many job interviews. No one ever asked me my grade point average. So just having gotten in is like getting USDA Prime stamped on your forehead. It's a really messed up system. So you can drop out, but you can't flunk out. At, at the end of the day, it sounds like, you know, as, as you're suggesting, they, they look at the name of the school and they dig no deeper. Yeah, we need to stop doing that. I mean, given given how politically charged these universities have become, I've been telling businessmen, stop hiring graduates of Ivy League schools unless you know they were active in the college Republicans or the pro-life program, because you're going to get litigious, entitled little snowflakes who might well sue you if you fire them. Yeah, and uh, then when you consider the way in which they got into these schools and uh, the lessons being taught them uh, by their parents, it it, it doubles down on um, just the, the the overall degree of hypocrisy here, and 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 quite frankly, the disservice that it does to honest schools and hardworking students. I mean, this is like, in a sense, I almost equate this, John, to stolen valor, where, you know, somebody claims to have served in the military where they never did, or, you know, they get they went in as a, uh, a private, they left, they came out as a private first class, albeit perhaps dishonorably discharged, but nevertheless, you know, w- never won a purple cross, and yet they're going around touting uh, to the world that they did, and that kind of stolen valor is, is almost, almost in the same category. I mean, obviously, if you've given your life or been wounded for your country, uh, that's the penultimate. But at the end of the day, what this does to cheapen the the hard work of others uh, is just disgusting. It really is. Yeah, well, I would I would just like to see more credit given to small liberal arts colleges, Christian schools, um, community colleges, where people are really often working very hard and not coasting on prestige or inherited reputation. Dr. John Schmirock, again, the book, uh, I mean, the, the article, rather, is entitled Bribe College Admissions Officers? My parents wouldn't even pay for driver's ed. And uh, that appears in the most edition, recent edition of The Stream. Information available on the web at thestream.org. That's thestream.org. And our thanks to John for being with us tonight. Let's also thank Michael Bennett, who's with us every night. Here at 530, he gives us a look at traffic on this Thursday ride home. What's going on out there, Michael? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.